Welcome to The One, the podcast for dating from your most vibrant and authentic self. My name is Gina Catherine, and I am a confidence coach for love and sex. We know that we need to love ourselves, but nobody explains to us how to actually do this. This podcast has advice and practices on how to do just that. My mission is to help women deeply connect to their bodies, hearts, and minds. When we know, accept, and love ourselves, we draw in amazing partners and incredible experiences. I offer these words from the perspective of a usually straight, cisgendered, divorced, middle-aged white woman. It is my heartfelt hope, though, that there are nuggets for anyone to use in their sex, love, and relationships. In this podcast, I will invite you to let go of the piece of you that hopes for love but is skeptical and ask you to believe and take action in dating from a place of deep self-worth. The one exists and they are you. With that, let's dive deep into this week's episode of The One. This episode is an invitation to give yourself a break in having a timeline for your healing. We live in a culture that is always looking for the bolt of lightning, the flash of realization that alters us forever and changes our life. The bad news is that that strategy only ever works in the movies. And the good news is you have the power to alter your life and to make your life an alter. This pun might only be working in written form, but you let me know. (laughs) One of the ways that we really fall down when we try to change behavior is we have this, like, we overlay this time expectation that results will happen immediately just because we've decided this is what we need to change. And then they don't. And we tell ourselves a story that we're broken or unlovable or that this is too hard. We say, I'm really bad at this because changing behavior is hard. And the reason it's hard is because it's not our usual path. But there's no timeline for healing, not with inner work. Why do we imagine that we need immediate results when we're on the path to healing? I think it's because we've been duped by the media to think this. So, I mean, you don't ever see a movie that shows someone's physical transformation as an overnight metamorphosis. Imagine the character saying into the camera, you know, I really realized tonight that I need to get fit. This epiphany and then boom, the next scene is the character with the muscles looking sexy and lean and gym shorts. It's ridiculous. The audience would balk. But in every movie, the protagonist or the antagonist sees the error of their ways and voila, overnight transformation. They bring a fat Christmas goose to ill children. Why do we as the audience not balk at that? Because our understanding is that you read an inspirational quote on the internet and it magically absorbs into your cellular structure. I'm not bashing internet memes. I love them. I create them. But these are merely the invitation to the realization to the transformation. My point is, Film, theater, literature must use metaphors to show the passing of time. And they are showing overnight transformation without a disclaimer. They should have something that says results may vary or something that the suggestion is not typical. If you read or hear something and you kind of go, hey, I want self-love. I want badassery. I want better sex. 
This is your call. This podcast is an invitation always to be inspired, but no transformation happens from listening to someone else's words, not usually anyway, not without taking action. I invite you to start thinking of the time it takes to get what you want as a positive, like the actual path is where the magic happens, kind of the way that we learn to love the gym when we're just getting used to it. When I started running just to finish a 5K, I hated every minute of it. It was hard. I would call my sister and whinge about how much running sucked. If my iPod, it tells you how long ago I started running, ran out of batteries, I stopped. And then I began to sort of get it. The whole running endorphin release thing. Wow, this running thing really gets easier. And then I stopped hating the idea of running. And then I treated that run as my therapy, my self-care time. I prioritized it. I became a little obsessed with running. And if I'm honest, that is a long way from thinking that I was probably definitely going to die at mile two when I first started. Same with learning how to love yourself. It's really crazy crunchy and uncomfortable at first because you've not been training. You've been on the couch of inner work and when you get off your ass, your brain and your body will object. They will tell you to sit back down because when you really want to open your heart, when you really want to get vulnerable and experience the full spectrum of feelings and emotions and sensations so that you can experience the full spectrum of life, your old self objects. It kind of goes, no, no, we're alive and what Whatever we were doing before has worked out, and I know this because we're still alive, so sit back down. But you're not alive if you're not satisfied, not fully if you're craving. You know there's more love, more connection, more pleasure, and you want to feel in love with your life, and you want to have great sexual and romantic experiences. You're going to have to negotiate with your brain and your body during this time between knowing what you want and getting it, because it's not an overnight thing. Especially when you're healing from sexual trauma, it is important not to push yourself into overwhelm. Healing will happen all over in that gorgeous self that is your body and it takes time. Some people never start taking action because they have no idea where to start. They're waiting in this holding pattern, but some are gung-ho to start and then they throw everything at this change. I see this most frequently when there's like some sort of life rupture that has happened, like a shock, cancer, divorce, the empty nest years. And these are wake-up moments. We go, yikes, I was asleep at the wheel of my life. And then we start to wake up and excitement and adrenaline flood the system. If you dive in and you don't offer your body and your mind nourishment, you're gonna find yourself burnt out. It's just adrenal fatigue you will go into overwhelm. I've seen this so many times. Someone gets so excited and so they pour all the modalities onto their inner work, their inner healing, because it feels so good. And then they crash. They take more than one step back. The trick is how to sustain energy to make it all the way through the transformation. How to read the signs of your own body. How to offer yourself nurturing, support, self-care while embarking on this is so worth the effort. You have to understand how your body reacts to change. What you personally need to get across the finish line is what we work out together in my co-active coaching programs. 
recognizing what nourishes you, doing self-care practices all the time, not just when you're feeling like at the start of fatigue. Regular mindful practices will give you the strength during any kind of transformation, but especially romantic and sexual healing. Learning new ways of responding works amazingly well when you fold in pleasure and play. Learn self-love practices in ways that you have never heard of. So I use customized mindfulness practices that have my clients navigating some absolutely challenging situations and then they emerge on the other side as this like expanded version of themselves and it's embodied because we've used their body to get what they want and pleasure in the body and the reason that this works so well is not just that pleasure encourages you to actually do the practices but it'll prevent overwhelm you learn with me you borrow how I am so sure of these skills like when I go out to dinner with somebody and I talk about these they just sit there with their jaw open and they're like I can see how passionate you are about what you do and it's so true and you hear it when I talk about it in this podcast you will get more love and better sex if you do these practices and please please come to this loving relationship with time like do not push yourself around with time it's so important when you're creating the life you dream of same thing if you're creating a dream home right if you bust through it no foundation no time for anything to dry no time to measure you're gonna see that house come crashing down if your new year's resolution is to get healthy and you give up smoking drinking sweets tv meat all at once cold turkey i'm pretty sure that come i don't know january 12th you're gonna be done and you'll tell yourself that ah you're a hopeless cause it's not true of course it didn't work remember the fire swamp scene in the princess bride the rodents of unusual size the flames and the lightning sand didn't happen all at once they navigated and learned one challenge one skill at a time. It sticks when you build skills with intention. So your intention needs time. And the beauty is that pleasure practices don't take a lot of time, truly and honestly, but you do have to do them consistently. Let's use orgasm as an example because it got your attention and also because it's this really great example of something that people want. So a client comes to me and has only reached climax in self-pleasure, never with a partner. We first learned foundational practices for them to feel really safe and grounded. And then I lead the client through a body scan to find sometimes hidden emotional reasons. Sometimes they think they know, but in this body scan, they will discover new things. Why they're not experiencing climax with others. It could be control or shame or fear. But let's say for this example in this episode that it's just a simple fear of sounding weird. And so this client has a fear that they will sound like a wild boar or like the sound of air leaving a balloon. (laughs) Whatever, they fear rejection or judgment in making these uninhibited noises. And this causes them to contract. Climax is never full and lively and vibrant when the body is in contraction. And we find the piece in the client that's worried about it, worried about making these noises. We listen, we give it lots of safety by practicing making noise in non-sexual experiences first, and then practice freeing up the vocals and self-pleasure and then they do these practices for three minutes in the shower and they put their hand on their heart and one hand on their genitals and they take 
30 deep breaths and they breathe in the truth of it is safe to express pleasure with my voice it is sexy to make sounds whatever their sort of empowering truth will be they say it to themselves over and over again with breath you wouldn't think that that sort of thing would help but it does because we can't think our change we experience our change and to get it we have to do it over and over again as a practice and make it pleasurable and easy when I first started to study tantra breathing and somatic or like body-based work I was really a skeptic right I wanted to sit and read about everything and then have it become who I was I thought to myself how can these simple practices help me to love myself my body my past mistakes but I did the practices and I committed to trying because I knew what I had been doing sure wasn't getting me any closer to the kind of love I wanted to feel in my body and in my very soul and I feel that love today because I made the time to feel I made the time to practice and my client experienced orgasm with her partner and she cried in the expansion that felt amazing in her body and she bonded with her self-trust and with her partner and it made a big difference because she decided to try pleasure practices without time expectations and with a lot of acceptance. She decided to trust herself and I helped because I know the things but she is the one who did it. Do you want to fast forward to a year from now and be in the same un unfulfilled space because you weren't curious enough to do things differently? Or do you want to be charmed by yourself and marvel that 20 minutes a day of self-care with intention, tantric-based, science-based, fun practices rooted in mindfulness and the breath were all you had to do to meet your goals. And you don't have to figure those out. The practices I have, if you think you could carve out 10 minutes a day from social media or TV and maybe 10 more minutes from busy work, then book a call with me. It's not surgery or one magic bullet that you need. It really is not hard, but it takes commitment and it takes guidance. It is a real relationship with you and yourself that you create time to nurture yourself into. And if If you want a relationship with yourself that is not full speed ahead and then stop and crash and then full speed ahead and then stop and crash, never acquiring the goal, hit the link to talk with me. I want this for you whenever you're ready or whenever you're almost ready. Heartfelt thank you for listening. I am honored every time you choose the one. Loving yourself does not require perfection. Big, juicy love requires us to get curious, to offer ourselves what we are searching for in others, and know that from this place of love and power, we magnetize amazing connections. Please do all the actions to keep the one podcast rolling. Share with others who may need to hear this episode. Like, download, sleep with me under your pillow. Click on the link in the show notes to subscribe to my monthly newsletter. And then listen every Monday and Thursday to get ever closer to the love that you so deeply deserve. You can also follow me on Instagram where I have tons of fun content to inspire you to be the one. You are loved by me.